welcome to the Burned Out to Badass podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy, burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. Back to the Burned Out to Badass podcast, our first podcast episode of December. And today we're going to be talking about something that might seem a little bit weird for me to be talking about, maybe a little bit woo-woo, especially because if you don't know, I am a former scientist. We are going to be talking about gut feelings, in particular, three instances and three aspects of my life where my gut has served me really, really well and really helped me with my stress. I don't know about you, but I used to be somebody who really, really struggled to listen to my gut. I actually used to joke constantly that I had no intuition, that my mom was the intuition that I didn't have because seemingly she always knew when I was going to break up with a boyfriend or when I was going to quit a job. Like she honestly even told me not too long ago, oh yeah, I knew you weren't going to stay in science. So she seems to know me so much better at times than I know myself. And I think a big reason for that is because I didn't really have much of an intuition. I didn't really have much of a gut feeling, but you might be kind of wondering how in the hell does this relate to burnout and stress management? You know, think about times in your life when maybe you've ignored a gut feeling, when you've ignored something that you felt like you know, your intuition was telling you whatever feeling that is for you, your gut, your intuition, whatever name you have for it. We've often had some of those feelings. Maybe it's related to a job that we feel like we should leave, a relationship that we don't know why we're still in it, a friendship that we feel like has kind of served us and that's maybe it's time to move on from. Sometimes when we ignore those feelings, even if it's just something small, like taking a day off from working out or taking a sick day, if we ignore those feelings, sometimes the result of that is we exacerbate our overwhelm. We exacerbate our stress. We add to burnout instead of managing it, instead of reducing it in our lives. Those gut feelings are often our bodies, our minds, our our emotions, our souls, whatever you want to say, they're telling us, hey, this is what you need. And if you're not in tune with that and you ignore those feelings, ignoring what you need can often have some debilitating consequences. But I kind of feel like I'm getting ahead of myself right now. So before we get into kind of how can we build our intuition back up, what were some of these gut feelings that really helped me? I have a couple announcements I want to make. First and foremost, I have some really, really amazing Christmas sales happening right now. Head to coachellen.com slash Christmas and you will see that I've got some discounts on one-on-one coaching packages, on one-on-one coaching sessions. I actually have a three for the price of one deal right now on one-on-one coaching sessions. So if you are really feeling like you need some one-on-one support to really make a game plan for you heading into 2023, definitely check that out. I also am offering some free 30-minute coaching sessions right now um, to help you start your 2023 off with a bang, but space is limited. So if that is something you want to get in on, head to coachellen.com. Again, that's E-L-L-Y-N, coachellen.com slash transform and snag one of those sessions, okay? But let's actually go ahead and get back into things because one of the things I want to start with is how do we build up that intuition and that gut feeling. Now, if you are anything like I was, you probably kind of were resigned to the fact that, okay, you don't have an intuition. But I actually realized a while ago that your intuition can be built. 
your intuition can be fine-tuned by doing things like journaling, like meditation, by just spending more time by yourself. I feel like we get away from our intuition when we spend almost too much time with other people, when their inputs, their opinions, their perspectives drown out our own. That's when we start to lose that gut feeling. But we can build that intuition and that gut feeling back up. I heard a meditation teacher at one point in time. I think it was Emily Fletcher who works a lot with Mind Valley. She also wrote the book Stress Less, Accomplish More. And she has a meditation membership and practice called Ziva Meditation that she teaches. But any Mind Valley masterclass that I was in, she said something along the lines of your conscious voice yells and your intuitive voice whispers. So our conscious voice is the thing that is constantly you know, screaming at us, hey, pay attention to this, look at that. Where our intuitive voice, it has a lot of arguably more powerful, more meaningful things to say, but it whispers. And doing things like meditating or journaling or just spending time by yourself and in your own company, that turns up the volume on that intuitive voice. Not so much so that it ever is competing with our conscious voice, but it turns it up to the point where you can actually start to hear it. That is what some of this stuff does for us. A while back, I actually wrote a blog post, um, a blog post that has since kind of been collecting dust, but it's something that I periodically come back to because I wrote about this concept that I'd kind of developed and come up with called intuitive achievement. Basically, intuitive achievement is a means to get all the things done that you want to get done, accomplish the goals, get that fulfillment that you want out of life, but doing it in a way that prioritizes your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions without judging yourself. That's really what intuitive achievement became about. And the reason why I came up with this is it just felt like in my experience and from the work I've done with clients, if you can do that, if you can accomplish things and you know achieve the things you want in your life, but come at it from a place of I'm going to respect my emotions, my thoughts, my feelings, the things that my gut is telling me I need, if I can do that, that's going to be a much more compassionate and a much better way to achieve our goals. It's going to be a way that feels good, that's going to change the way we work. And frankly, that is kind of my mission. So today, what I'm going to show you is I'm going to give you three examples for some of the ways that stepping into a place of intuition and stepping into a place in which I respect it and I listened to those gut feelings really served me, not only in terms of the decisions that I was making, but really served me in terms of managing and even decreasing in some instances my stress and my overwhelm. The first one that I want to take a look at is it helped me to make career moves. When I think back to really the decision that I made that changed, frankly, my entire life, which is quitting my PhD, that decision was derived from a gut feeling. A gut feeling that it was really one of the first times that I had this just deep, profound gut feeling that just kind of nagged at me. You know, I joined my PhD program to become Dr. Ellen, to be a researcher. That was the whole point of me going down this path that I went down. And as much as I tried and as much as I sought to become that and really tried to continue being successful, as much as I did that, I couldn't find the fulfillment that I wanted. You know, as much as, as fortunately, was something that still was a very profound feeling for me as I wanted to be fulfilled. I wanted to feel good in the work that I was doing. And I just wasn't getting that. 
but I'd been externally validated for so long that I didn't really realize or understand what it meant to listen to my gut because my gut feelings were never important to me, frankly. It sounds like weird to say, but they were never important to me. Other people's opinions and perspectives were more important to me. So hearing the validation I got from my parents about the work I was doing um, and the degree I was pursuing, even just like random strangers, like I actually had got like this sick, twisted satisfaction out of hearing a Home Depot worker when he asked me why I was in Michigan, because I told him I was from Seattle. Um, When he asked me why I was in Michigan, I said, oh, I'm getting a PhD. And he's like, oh, and what? And I said, oh, microbiology and immunology. If you didn't know I was a nerd, now you do. Um, I'm getting a PhD in microbiology and immunology. You know what he said back to me? He said, you are a glutton for punishment. And I got this sick, twisted satisfaction out of that recognition out of like, oh, you are doing some hard shit, honey. I got like a sick, twisted satisfaction out of that. So that was kind of the lens I was coming from. I cared more about impressing people than I did about fulfilling myself and listening to my gut and my own intuition. But regardless of how I'd kind of always been, that feeling was still there. It was still there in the pit of my stomach. And soon that feeling became kind of thoughts about the path I was on and just kind of questioning the path I was on. And then those nagging thoughts became me starting to take action. And then those actions became me leaving the career that I, the only career I'd ever really planned on pursuing. It all started with that nagging gut feeling that this is just not where I was meant to be that this career path that I'd put myself on, that I had chosen, nobody had chosen it for me, just didn't make sense anymore. It just wasn't worth it anymore. And so I left. And so I quit. And in retrospect, I realized that this was kind of the first big gut feeling for me. This was the first big time that I had really questioned myself, the path that I was on. And that first gut feeling, I think for us high achievers, especially if you are very externally validated, very people pleasing like I am, we are so rational and so logic driven that sometimes making that first decision and having that first gut feeling and following that first gut feeling is oftentimes the hardest one. That's often the hardest thing to make. And it makes perfect sense to me now why it took me like almost two years to finally go from having that gut feeling the first time to deciding to leave. And in doing so, I don't think I realized it while I was in it, but in doing so, all of this emotional burnout that I had been experiencing from the lack of fulfillment, the lack of motivation, the realizing that this wasn't going to give me what I wanted, all of that kind of dissipated. Not instantaneously, but like over time, it started to go away. And suddenly, I didn't even feel like I had been weighed down, but suddenly I felt lighter. Like sometimes that is what burnout going away feels like is you don't realize how weighed down you were until that burn off, burnout fell off your back. And that's really how I felt. I kind of think about, you know, my values and my fulfillment being on like if my conscious mind is a shelf, my values and my fulfillment were like as far, pushed as far back on that shelf as they could possibly be. And then as soon as I stepped away, it's like they buoyed back to the surface. I'm literally thinking, you know, like Toy Story. I think it was Toy Story 2 when like what Buddy or Woody, 
what's his name? Woody. Buddy. I'm thinking of Buddy because it's snowing and elf and all that. But Woody gets put up on the shelf with all of the like broken toys and they're all dusty and everybody's forgotten about them. That's kind of what it was like. My values and my fulfillment had gotten put on this shelf and were just collecting dust so much so that I don't even think consciously I even knew they were there. And then as soon as I stepped away, whoop, they came right back to the surface. Since then, though, like I have made more career pivots since then. I have made other career changes since then. Hell, I think my decision to step down and leave management in my day job, that was perhaps gut driven more than anything else. I think a lot of the times I said, oh, well, I'm stepping down because I just don't have the time anymore to do this along with my business because my business has been growing a lot this year. But honestly, it really just came from that place of this just isn't worth it anymore. The same feeling I had when I stepped down from my PhD of this isn't worth all the effort that I'm putting in anymore. I'm not getting enough back out of it for this to be worth it. And those are some of the big ways that my gut has really helped me make decisions about my career. So that's the first big one. The second big one is that my gut has really helped me build a business that I love and that I'm very, very proud of. I have a lot of thoughts about how we are kind of conditioned, brainwashed, if you will, into building our businesses. There's kind of this unspoken expectation out there that if you are not making six figures and full-time by the end of your first year in business, then you have failed. And A, not only is that complete bullshit, but I think a lot of people build businesses they don't like using that approach and build businesses that aren't sustainable and that burn them out especially emotionally, because they're not thinking about that fulfillment component. They're not thinking about how does this align with my values and the lifestyle that I want to create. Well, for me, I fell for that trap very, very early on. And probably one of the biggest ways I fell for that trap is I listened to and was in so many group coaching programs, working with so many different, you know, gurus and and thought leaders and whatnot. And I'm not saying that to mock them. I'm saying I think we put them too much on a pedestal as business owners, especially when you're first starting, is we can put these people that we're working with so high up on a pedestal that their word becomes gospel and our feelings and intuition and gut instincts and just, you know, priorities about how we want to build our business and what we want our business to look like, those get lost. And that's really how it was for me. I had worked with so many coaches and done so many group programs early on in my coaching that I was listening so much to what they told me to do that I wasn't listening to myself at all. In all honesty, I actually think my early years in business were very, very similar to my years in science, like uncannily similar because they were just fraught with external validation and people pleasing and putting other people's opinions and perspectives of my, above my own. It was like, oh, Ellen, you should work with STEM professionals because you were one. Okay, so I tried it. I hated it. Ellen, you should do time management and productivity coaching because you're good at it. Okay, so I created a planner that, you know, don't get me wrong, I really liked it, but I actually didn't even enjoy using it after a period of time. So how are the people that I'm selling this planner to going to feel as well? Again, don't get me wrong. I think it's got some good sides to it, but I use Notion now and I'm obsessed with it. So clearly I don't use that anymore. I basically, I'm the queen of putting other people's opinions ahead of my own. And this made it into my business completely and wholeheartedly. And yet I realized that my business was burning me out. I wasn't motivated to work on it. You know, the hours that I was constantly kind of just like dreading and drudging through my business activities. And frankly, it led me to putting things out as offers that I didn't even fully believe in. Ultimately, I just kind of lost sight of what I wanted in my business because there were so many inputs coming in and so many perspectives coming in that they were drowning out my own. 
So what I actually did is I made a commitment that as I was kind of thinking about what I want to talk about this video and putting together the companion blog and all of that, which is linked in the description below if you want to check it out. But as I was putting all of this stuff together, I kind of realized I loved this and I should maybe do it again. So what I did to kind of make myself and my opinions more of a priority again and to save my bank account a little bit is I made a commitment that for, I think it was in 2020. 2019, I think it was, I made a commitment that I am not going to sign up for any more group programs. It is just going to be about me. It's going to be about, you know, I can revisit old programs that I've done and old coaching that I've done, but I just wanted to focus on my own perspective, my own gut feelings, my own instincts. And this was a really, really huge feeling and moment for me because suddenly I was prioritizing my own desires, my own goals, my own motivations, you know, what I wanted my business to be, not what everybody else was telling me my business needed to be. And as a result of that, that's when burnout came to the surface. I will never forget when this happened because basically what it looked like is I was working one day and I had this kind of aha, this like epiphany of, oh my God, everything I've ever done as a coach health and fitness, time management, productivity, clarity, personal growth, literally everything I've ever dabbled in, every niche I've ever like dipped my toes into as a coach came together under the realm of burnout and stress management. And the really uncanny part of it was I looked back at like old YouTube videos I had recorded and I described myself as a burned out doctoral student when I was in graduate school. And yet being a burnout coach had never dawned on me until that point in time. And I credit it to the fact that I finally stopped listening so much to other people. And I finally started listening more to myself. Since then, you know, listening to my gut and listening to my intuition has led me to pivot offerings, to discontinue products, to just make shifts in my business according to what feels right. You know, I had an instinct for a previous membership that I had of, you know what, I'm burned out trying to stay on top of creating this. So the people who are in my membership, they're probably burned out trying to stay on top of it too. So it's these ahas that come up about how I'm running my business, even realizing that as much as I love speaking, I love client work more. Even having that realization has changed and kind of pivoted the trajectory of my business. And it's made me still so excited about the business that I'm building and the business that I'm going to build in the future. So that's the second one. Listening to my gut has allowed me to build a business that I love and that I still love even, you know, eight years after starting a side hustle. The third way that listening to my gut has really helped me, and honestly, I think this is the most important one, is it's helped me adapt my self-care to what I need. So I've hinted already, and some of you may have actually been with me since I did this and since I started this, way back when I got my start in coaching and health and fitness. I was a coach for Beachbody. I still get the discount because I still think nobody does at-home workouts like Beachbody does, and they're freaking amazing. But Beachbody definitely has kind of a mentality of no days off. Um, you have to give it all, give it your all to the point where you should have nothing left at the end of the workout or it's worthless. And over time, you know, that's kind of the mentality that influenced how I approach self-care, how I approach health and health and fitness, that you either do all of your health activities over the course of the day or you failed. You're a slacker. You're not living up to your highest potential. Like if I didn't meditate for 15 minutes, get in a 45 minute workout, drink 75 ounces of water and eat clean all day, then I failed and I sucked at life that day. That was kind of my mentality. I think it's the mentality for a lot of achievers that if we're not perfect, we're a failure. There is no B. There is no B plus. It's A plus or nothing. 
And that's how a lot of us approach self-care. So things kind of started to shift for me, but probably the biggest point when they started to shift for me was when my business got bigger and my day job responsibilities got more involved. And I realized that I was approaching my self-care and my habits from this perspective of guilt. Like if I didn't do everything that day and I didn't do it perfectly, like I said before, that I was somehow not enough or not achieving everything that I could be achieving. Ultimately, it kind of made me realize that this thing that was meant to help me when it came to stress and burnout wasn't because my expectations were so off from what was practical, what was reality. And that was really when the shift started to happen for me. Frankly, it took a lot of trial and error, a lot of failing for me to realize that this is just not how self-care is meant to be. Self-care, I realized, should meet you where you're at. And it was through these gut feelings of this isn't how it should be. Like, I don't like guilting myself into doing a workout or eating a salad or whatever the hell it was. I don't like coming from a place of guilt. I want to come from a place of what does my body need and what feels good right now. And it was through this that I ultimately very much shifted my mindset around self-care. I started adapting my self-care and my habits to do just that for me, to meet me where I was at. So now when I'm not feeling 100%, I modify my workouts. I may even not do the full-blown workout and just stretch or just go for a walk. I'm listening to my gut and my mind and my mindset and my body and how my body is feeling that day to make some of these decisions. And that all came from gut instinct, from those gut feelings, from my intuition, through listening to my mind, my body, my soul, to what they needed. And honestly, it's made it so much better and so much easier to maintain health habits and to maintain a healthy, healthy lifestyle. I call it an anti-burnout lifestyle because frankly, that's more of my focus. More of my focus is on what is going to help me manage my stress, not what's going to help me lose weight and be a size smaller. And sometimes that might mean a lazy day of TV watching. Sometimes that might be, you know, skipping your hobby so that you can stay home and go to sleep early and rejuvenate. Sometimes that might be foregoing the social activity, all of these things that sometimes we kind of force ourselves to do, that intuition and that gut feeling has told me, yes, you should do this and no, you shouldn't. It's also helped me really figure out, are you doing this because you're being lazy? Do you want to skip this because you're being lazy? Or is there like a need to chill out and take a step back? You know, that's also what you start to develop is, you know, all those people who are afraid you're going to lose your edge, that you're just going to become a lazy bum if you start, you know, doing these things, developing your intuition and your gut feeling starts to help you figure out, are you coming from that place of I'm just being a lazy bum today? Or are you coming from that place of, no, I need this. I need to take this rest and rejuvenation. That's what listening to your gut and your intuition help you do. Like no workout program can anticipate the days when you're going to need to go lighter. We have to do that for ourselves. And yeah, I might have like apps on my, my Apple Watch that help me figure out my stress levels. But ultimately, it comes down to me. Sometimes the only thing that can tell me what I need is me. And that's what that gut instinct and that gut feeling and that intuition is really all about. So with that, I'm sure I could keep talking. I'm sure I could keep giving examples, but these are probably the three ways that listening to my gut and building up my intuition and my gut instincts has really helped me and had the biggest impact on me. It's impacted my career, 
It's impacted my business and it's impacted the way I take care of myself. And those impacts have really, really trickled down in a way that really helps me to mitigate and manage overwhelm, to manage stress and to manage burnout. So with that, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that aspects of this episode really resonated with you. And if you are somebody who's like, you know what? I love this topic, but I really, really struggle with this. That's again, the time I would recommend head to coachellen.com slash Christmas and take advantage of some of those Christmas deals. Whether you are giving the gift of stress and burnout management to somebody else, or you're giving it to yourself, this is a great time to take advantage of that. But as always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next time, my friend. Bye.